You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Drake, and joining me is absolutely nobody it's just me today guys we're doing a little solo dolo action today on a, a freestyle friday and since you're off to the weekend you know happy and hopefully you guys have a wonderful wonderful time here what we're going to be talking about today is i'm going to finish up max's discussion regarding the new kids on the block which freshman that i'm most excited for then i'll discuss the new hire with the analysts and how somewhat of a uh, there's been a little bit of discussion regarding analysts in a college football space i'll dive in a little bit to that and then i'll wrap up with with a little other sporting news, the ACC, uh, not the ACC, the FSU basketball team schedule just dropped. And I also discussed the what's the hot topic on Twitter right now, and that's regarding the health of all of our quarterbacks. But before I start, I want to wish a very, very happy birthday to my biggest fan, my little brother, Ivis Silva. Today he turns 25. Solamente que decir a mi hermano, Ives, te quiero mucho, te amo mucho, un abrazo de un oso, solamente feliz cumpleaños y... Good luck on your on your MCAT this weekend. We're very proud of you. I love you, man. You deserve the best day possible. But enough of that. Let's talk some FSU football. I know one of the big things. I'm not going to go through every single high school player that we have on the board right now, simply because there's like 22, 23 of them. And not every single freshman typically, you know, gives a has a huge impact on their first year. So I'm going to focus mainly on the ones that I think will have a big impact like my boy Joe Lang, even though, Max, I did not say he's going to lead a team in picks. I said he's going to be top five in turnovers, but he's right. I am very excited of the gringo bendito and Joe Lang. But to me, the big number one freshman that's going to have an impact this coming year is Max's boy, Malik McLean. Malik McLean was a four-star from Alabama, was at IMG. He was the number 43 wide receiver overall, number 267 overall recruit on ESPN 300 and on 247. And to me, he's someone that we haven't had a true dynamic, deep, deep threat at that height since Tamori and Terry. And no, that was recent, but last year, Terry was not all of himself. And to me, if this team is going to be successful, we need our wide receivers to actually hold up to the standard that we have. We've had legends like Lavernius Coles, Marvin Menace, Ron Dugans, Auden Tate, Rashad Green. The list goes on and on, and we need a solid wide receiver there. And I think Malik McLean is going to be the first one to help us get back to that sort of level. And he's going to be doing it alongside another freshman who I also think will be having a big, big, large year. And that is the big, big, large man in Joshua Burrell. Joshua Burrell, who was a three-star. I don't know why it was three-star, you know, on, on, um, on most composites right there. I think it was a four-star maybe on Rivals or ESPN. But the man is 6'2". He is 212. Notice I keep saying man because apparently – while he has been on campus, he was an early enrollee like Malik McLean, and he has gotten taller. He has gotten bigger. And there's been rumors of him moving over to tight end. Me personally, I think he'd be more of a matchup nightmare in the slot. I see him a lot as an Anquan Bolden with that size. And it's not blazing fast speed, but speed enough to actually compete with line, compete with corners and also be faster than most linebackers. And Joshua Burrell probably, to me, has the most surefire hands on the team. And so that is someone I really look forward to watching, you know, every Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if, if our starting wide receivers are probably Keyshawn Hell in the slot. You'll have Malik McLean on the on one side. And I'm not big on the Ontario Wilson and Jordan Young hype. 
Personally, I think their time has come and gone. We hear all the time so much about how they're doing amazing in practice, but whenever game time comes up, they are either dropping the ball or running bad routes. We see a lot, actually, I give Jordan Travis a lot of flack for some of his throws. Some of his throws we saw last year actually were from bad routes run, run by, those two being the prime culprits. So to me, I think you not cast them aside, but lead, let let Joshua Burrell take those reps from them, take those snaps, and actually lead us to a new promised land, a new, a new beginning at the wide receiver position. And I think that's enough for offense. I don't see any other offensive players, you know, having this kind of huge impact moving forward. But I think with defense, we're going to see a lot, a lot of kids actually, you know, have a lot of decent snaps. And the guy that I'm super high on, and actually I'm looking at the notes right now that Max provided me, and he's right. I love this kid. I'm a huge fan. Joshua Farmer from Gadsden, the six foot three, two ninety four star defensive lineman. And he caught me the other day, you know, saying how much I was, I was impressed by how he was able to get bigger once he got on the campus. And he also he's not only get bigger that he got larger, but he's able to get bigger and produ- and getting good weight. The man looks like an absolute monster. You to me, he's like Dar Marcus Walker light. I think he's someone you can move from the inside and from the outside. I think he'll play a lot, I think, this year on the interior, mainly because we do have a Marcus Cushney and Jermaine Johnson II. But Joshua Farmer, I mean, what more can I say? He was an All-American. He was number 65 overall in Florida. He, I think, was also in the, the Class 4A state playoffs, if I remember correctly. And to me, he's someone that's going to be a rotational piece. And I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year he is taking over snaps for someone like a Robert Cooper and like maybe, you know, moving forward with that. Cause I think he's someone that definitely is going to push the room to be better. And he's definitely here to take someone's job. And right next to him, I think with Sean Bray Jackson, you have another, another case for another kid like that. Another four star from the Orlando area. I think he really went to Boone high school and he, yeah, he did. He went to Boone high school, led them to a region semifinal round. He was four. he had 14 and a half sacks, which to me, I don't care what level of football you're playing 14 and a half sacks. That's just absurd. That's just something that, you know, we don't have anymore at all period. To me, that's something that, you know, you just really don't see anymore. And him playing a lot, I don't think he's going to have the same sort of impact super early as Joshua Farmer. Again, I am, you know, I think the sky's the limit with Joshua Farmer, like first round talent level. But Sean Bray Jackson is definitely going to be someone that comes in there, has a lot more spells and might push out guys like a Josh Griffiths or a Quayshon Fuller because I think he's that kind of dude. I think he's that kind of talent. I think to wrap up the defense, because I don't see more people right now, actually, with cornerbacks, I was leaning towards Kevin Knowles. Man, because he's a South Florida kid, I, you know, 954, rep that till I die. But I'm going to go with the out-of-state cornerback, the four-star from Katy, Texas, and that is Hunter Washington. Hunter Washington was a four-star prospect. He was, I think, ranked 220 in the ESPN 300, top 15 corner in the country. And that's just someone that also I, I know knows how to win. He led his high school team to not only a state title, but he also was the defensive MVP for that game. And I wish he was here as an early enrollee. Unfortunately, that was not the case. So he can get, you know, get a little bigger on size. But it would not shock me if Hunter Washington pushes for corner reps, like pushes out maybe a Miko Dotson, pushes out Jerry and Jones, who I'm extremely high on. But the kid, the kid's big, man. The kid is now, now the game is moving towards corners who are actually are, are of a bigger size. And Hunter Washington fits that mold. And also he retains that speed while still being a very big kid. So, right. So for those, you know, keeping track at home, I got Malik McLean, Joshua Burrell on the offensive side of the ball, actually, you know, making a huge impact for the year. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Joshua Farmer, Sean Bray Jackson, and Hunter Washington. And those, to me, are probably the kids you're going to be looking for the most. And they have, probably will lead the team – not lead the team, but they will lead the newcomers, the freshmen, in snaps. And that's freshmen – and that's newcomers either being 
from this recent class or from the class before. And you know how these freshmen will be able to hit the, hit the ground running, actually hit the, see the field earlier? It's because they're in the Built Bars. Built Bar is the best protein snack out there for you. As me and Max have been telling you, you know, Dave, since day one, if you're running late to work, if you need, you know, snack after the gym, if you need that late night snack, because I know Max is a, is a big soda guy. Me personally, I'm not a chalk, I'm not a sweets guy, but I do love me the middle of the night. Ooh, let me get that crunch bar from downstairs or let me get that Snickers real quick. Nope. I instead go grab a built bar. Me personally, I'm a cherry barcia guy. Max is the peanut butter brownie. Dave is, I think he's a he's a, he's a fanatic. He's got the salted caramel on deck. He's got the mint brownie, the German chocolate, which is new, lemon cheese as well. So head on over to Built Bar. I'm gonna use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you get 15% of your first order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Now, one of the big things about college football, some hires are more important than others, and some kind of fly under the radar. And that's kind of what happened a little bit today. Florida State has hired Shane Burnham to his defensive coaching staff. Uh, for those of you that don't know who that is, uh, Shane Burnham was the former linebacking coach actually over at UCF for the past three years. If that kind of there's a connection there, one of our analysts actually, Randy Chen, former Miami head coach, was the UCF was the DC for UCF during that time. For those those of you wondering why I'm bringing this up, is one of the big things actually that has been a major concern is linebacking recruiting, and we just missed out on Jaron Willis. Jaron Willis is the current linebacking commitment for Georgia Tech even though one of the primary th- reasons why he's committed to Georgia Tech is that he wants to play safety. And it's kind of, a, I'm not going to lie to you, it's a little bit embarrassing when you're losing out a four-star prospect to a school like Georgia Tech. I don't care where you're from. You should not be losing recruiting battles out to Georgia Tech for four-star kids. But unfortunately, that's right now the state of affairs for the linebacking room. And I'm one of those people that if you can't get your job done, especially in a, a sporting world like this, They'll find something for that. I'm not saying that Shane Burnham is going to be that replacement. I'm mainly saying that I, I think that Randy Shannon right now is has to be is that ghost, that shadow that's lurking over Chris Marv. I think if Chris Marv doesn't, if he only signs Omar Graham, who I think is a very good prospect, and the, but that's the only linebacking person that he signs, linebacking kid he signs, then he might not be here much longer. I don't think the extension that Chris Marv actually signed is, I'm not going to say it's ass set in stone, I don't think I just don't think it kicks in actually until the end of 2021. And that's going to be after the early sign day period. And like I said, if he only signs Omar Graham, I would not be very surprised if Norvell makes a move because Shannon, Randy Shannon, for all the flack he gets, is a phenomenal recruiter and has coached linebackers before. And to me, that's definitely a position of need. I think it's one of the worst positions right now on our football team. And I think that Chris Marv needs to watch out. Now, the reason also I brought up the analyst thing is Max informed me today, because I've, I've been very busy uh, with work the past few, two or three weeks, acclimating with my new job, that there is a certain former head coach of a school down here that actually is in trouble right now. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, I used to do compliance over at a local university up in Baltimore. Uh, for those of you that know, Baltimore has only one or two major universities up there, so you can take a wild guess where I used to work. And I used to be do compliance. And compliance, typically speaking, in layman's terms to make it very short and sweet for you guys is to make sure the school's athletes association and coaches fall in line with the rules of academics and NCAA. Now 
Nebraska has been caught with analysts on the field. Analysts are simply support staff. Now, to put an analogy best for this is if you're an attorney and you have a law clerk, the law clerk being the analyst. A law clerk, while they cannot go to court for you or argue in front of a judge or go to hearings, they can assist you with doing everything else. They can do legal research. They can help drafting documents. They can transcribe. They do everything else to make the job of the attorney a lot easier. That's what an analyst does. An analyst is permitted to watch film, cut up film, do everything they can except for one particular thing, and that's actual on-field coaching or instruction for the kids. Hell, they can even be in the huddle on the field and offer words of encouragement. Now, for those of you that can't see me right now, I'm putting the words of encouragement in quotations, but typically speaking, you should not ever have your coaches on the field leading drills. And apparently, that's what Nebraska has been caught with. And I like Coach Scott Frost a lot. I think he's a very damn good head coach. But I'm not going to lie to you. Whenever I see a picture of him or like a still of him, like, you know, waiting to answer a question at a press conference, to me, his face is the human embodiment of the sound that your computer used to make in the 90s connecting to dial-up. I particularly did not think he was the brightest bulb in the shed. And from hearing this report, this is almost as egregiously dumb as handing recruits bags of money in McDonald's bags. The rule is in place because they NCAA understands it's still happening, but it's simply a guideline. Just don't be this egregiously dumb. Like this is a boneheaded move to actually be caught on video several times with of an analyst leading a position group. It gives you an easy way to get in trouble, to get suspended, because you know the NCAA is extremely arbitrary with how they rule on certain things. And if you, if you don't believe me, just look at how they handle their investigation regarding Baylor, regarding Penn State, and compare it to how they re- rule everything on UNC with their, I want to say their fake classes, and FSU with the music classes back in the mid-2000s. So if you do go out of your way, to, like this is a special brand of stupid, if we're being completely honest here. In my personal opinion, I'm not a big conspiracy guy. However, this is Scott Frost's fourth year. Now, for those of you that don't know, he has a $20 million buyout. And the conspiracy theorist in me understands that when all these violations happen on campus, it's typically reported by the school itself, whether it be the athletic director or the actual school or actually the separate arm of the school, like academics or someone that has nothing to do with sports at all whatsoever. Whenever you hear that sort of thing happen, my mind immediately goes to, okay, maybe, just maybe, maybe Nebraska is trying to find a way out of the Scott Frost contract. It's fourth year. He's there. They've been 12 and 20 since he's been there. Nothing else is happening. And it's not surprising to me that Scott Frost has also lawyered up. And for an analyst job where analysts are more common than ever, I mean, you see Nick Saban with the reformatory school for head coaches that want to coach good but do other stuff good too. I mean, they have 12, 13 people all the time. They're bringing people like Mike Loxley, Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin, DJ Durkin, Charlie Strong. The list is endless. And yet, you never hear them getting an issue for that. You don't hear University of Florida doing that. So the issue to me here is that Scott Frost made a mistake, a mistake that as a head coach, as someone 
as in charge of football team should never make where he was actually on camera also being at the same practice, seeing this analyst leading the team. And now most likely he might not only be suspended for it, but he might lose a job over it. Sad to say, sad to hear. And if I was you, I would actually head on over to betonline.ag and see right now if you can get those odds to see who the first head coach is fired. They don't have those up yet. I remember them having them up earlier in the month, but head on over to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action, whether it be MLB, NHL, NBA. And also, since I'm the one in charge today, I'm going to give you my bet online parlay of the weekend, and I'm going to head over to Vegas. And by that, I mean UFC 34. I'm going to give you this parlay. It is my octagon lock of the week. It is You will be taking Jared Kanier, Mark Madsen, Alexander Pantoja, and Roosevelt Roberts. That right there is a fearsome foursome of a parlay that will pay you out. And that right there is your parlay of the weekend, your octagon lock from your boy. Head on over to betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKED ON and get 100%. That's right, folks. 100% bonus on your payout. You put in 100, you get 100. You put in 200, you get 200 with promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Before we wrap up today's show, I do want to bring up the news from the hardwood that came up. Um, I'm not going to go too in-depth with that because, as you know, my my dunks, dribbles, and dies, my AKA triple D's compadre, Mr. David Wise, the, the big D himself is not here. But once he gets back into town from his work trip, I will definitely – we will discuss it in deeper depth. But for our home games, we'll be playing Penn, Tulane, Boston University, Lipscomb. Yes, that is a real school – that is a real school, folks. And North Florida. And our away games are going to be Florida, Loyola, Marymount, either SMU, Missouri, depending on the tournament. It's Purdue. Every year we play Purdue. I don't know what's our affinity with them. South Carolina. And finally, MAC-10s, alma mater, UCF. And I think it's a very solid solid non-con for us. And we'll do a little deeper dive. I think we win eight games out of that. I think so. But me and Dave will do that at a later date. But before I let you guys go today, I do want to address, you know, the big thing that's been on Twitter the past few days, and that's the health of our quarterbacks. For those of you that don't know, there was a huge rumor going on on FSU Twitter that both of our quarterbacks were out. Either they were injured or they were dealing with COVID issues, but neither of them were out. It didn't help that we saw both only both Tobey Purdy and Tate Rodemaker taking the majority of the snaps with the ones and twos the past day. And then we have people going on Twitter saying that, oh, you know, Mackenzie Milton has this or Jordan Travis has that. Folks, I get that it's football season and we're really close, really close to it. I need everyone, and that's me included, because trust me, I was right there with you, you know, starting to panic a little bit regarding the news. You can't hang on every single word from media that comes out, because most of the time, by the time it gets to you, it's been changed four to five different ways. I heard that Mackenzie Millen would have been out, was going to be out for the year. I also heard that, that Jordan Travis would be out for the year as well. I heard that Mackenzie Millen was transferring. I've heard a thousand different things. And I know as a fan base that we've been waiting for so long to be good again, it's only been three to four years. There's no reason to be hitting the panic button right now. I say that especially because today, Mackenzie Milton was actually at practice today. He led four 
not one, not two, not three, but four separate touchdown drives today in practice. And this is someone that Twitter thought literally lost his foot the other day. And that's what I'm trying to say to you folks that you got like, we need to calm down with all the stuff coming out. Like I know me and Max, you know, the Max actually was helping calm me down. I was helping Max calm down yesterday too, that we need to be careful with hearing something and then just running wild with it. Cause as the yesterday at this time, we thought we didn't have a quarterback. And I know, you know, we've been through a lot lately, but we just need to relax. R E L A X. Just relax. We're going to be fine. Whether it be, whether it be Mackenzie Milton, Mac 10, as I call him now, Mac 10, great nickname, by the way, 10 Hana, my boy, or riding with over riding over with Max's boy, Jordan Travis, JT hive. I'll be wearing, I'll be rocking one, three, you know, Palm beach, Benjamin high school, Eric, Eric crushes, uh, you know, protege. We're going to be fine regardless of who the quarterback is. We're also going to be fine that we don't need to keep worrying about this, mainly because the coaching staff, for a reason, holds his injuries close to them. They don't reveal that. If there was an actual issue, we would know by now. And we need to trust Norvell and his staff for that. And we can't be going off of what we hear from random Twitter, random Twitter posts, random message boards. We're going to be fine, guys. We're Florida State. We're going to be good. We're going to be solid. And we're going to see each one of you at the Notre Dame game. I'll be there. Max will be there. Dave will be there. Holly will be there. And Stacy will be there. And it's going to be outrageous fun. So, folks, thank you all so much for the love and support. Thank you all so much for listening to me today. I'm not going to lie to you. The solo episodes are very, very difficult. But me and Max love to do what we do. We love talking to you guys every single week. We thank you all so much for making us. We have hit... I think, I think this is our third straight week of our most downloads, and we will not be in this position without each and every single one of you. So please, if you can, tell a friend. Share with your parents. Share with a loved one. Tell the boys about it. Tell the girls about it. We love to grow our collective at Knowles Anonymous, at Locked On Seminoles. We have a Discord now, too, as well. Hit us up in the mentions. Hit us up with the DMs if you have a question. Please rate, review, follow, share, like, subscribe on either our podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from, folks, because we're simply out here because we're fans first, people second, content creators third, but also podcasters. You know, we do the same damn thing because we're good at what we do, and we love to do what we do. So, as always, I'm Drake. Doing this by myself, not going to lie to you. I miss my boys. But from Dave and Max, we'll see you next time on Locked On Seminoles. Take care, everybody, and go Noles.